everybody, I'm Roxy. And I'm Priska. And welcome to a special Mother's Day bonus episode! We're just two horny goats climbing the mountain of life, eating Asian American stereotypes for breakfast! Pew, pew, pew. Happy Mother's Day, everybody! that you had an amazing Mother's Day celebration. Yes. Um, no matter if you are a mother, you've had a mother, or whoever represents as a mother figure to you in your life, we understand that this holiday could be triggering for some people. Yes, we know this can be a tough day. A lot of people may not have a mother figure in their life or may have lost a mother figure in their life. And we totally understand that. And, um, you know, today we're honoring the mothers in our lives, but we understand this can be a little tough. So if this is an episode that could be triggering for you, totally okay to skip it you know what though i just want to think that like in relation to everything that's happening in the world which we're going to mention in a little second yes is that like i think that mother's day is really about the celebration of the amazing power of women yeah and what women bring into this world quite literally right whether it's mother nature whether it's like a nurturing personality whether you're female presenting and you have a mothering personality you take care of kiddos like whatever motherhood means to you like Prisca and i are here to stand for it because like after listening to her mother's statement you know about what motherhood means to her and what my mother talks about what motherhood means to her as well i think it just really goes to show that like nurture and love and however we choose to love whether it's the same or differently mm-hmm. than how our mothers have loved us yeah it just goes to show like the effort and beauty of the love that is given right you know yeah. to ones that we pass down to so true and there's you know mothering yourself yeah because it's uh, like you know the way that we were raised is different from the way we kind of live our lives and Absolutely. sometimes we have to learn to mother ourselves. Yes. And, you know, even in like drag culture, like yes. you have mothers, dead yes. mothers and whatnot. So yes. it, it's a beautiful symbol. I think you're totally right of something that is nur- bringing and nurturing life. You know? Exactly. And even on Mother's Day in the past, like my friends would text, text me like, oh, happy Mother's Day to Yaya's mom, yes! you know, and like, and I think it means so much like. Like, being a mother could mean so many different things yeah. to so many different people. Right. And none of it is any less powerful no. or any less worthy. No. And I, you know, I also know it's tough if, if you're facing maybe, like, fertility struggles and right. whatnot right now. Absolutely. That's tough. And so I think, like you said, there's a lot of different ways to be a mother. And we're sensitive to the fact that there are specific ways you might want to be a mother and be unable. And so that's really tough. Um, but... As Roxy alluded to, uh, we actually have a very special episode today because it's the first time that ah! our mothers ah! Sorry. are making an appearance. So, ah! so we sent them a very simple prompt, like, what does motherhood mean to you? And they stressed about it for days. It is just so funny <laughs> because, like, you know, obviously Prisca and I have been alluding to this for so many seasons. Yes. And we've been like, we're going to get our moms on the show. We're going to go to moms. We're, we're going to do an interview with we're, them on the promise. show. Like, like, we just dove in with our dads so easily, so quickly yeah. on a full episode. And now we're it was just fun, like, not traumatic. let's just, like, dip our toe into the shallow end yes. first. Yeah. Um, but we think that this is such a really great opportunity yeah. because it really stems from the relationship that we have with them, which is 
their motherhood. Yeah, you know? I think you really get to see our mom's personalities and no spoilers, you know, <laughs> but um, it is unique to say the <laughs> least. And it was so funny because, you know, Roxy's mom was like stressing about it. And both of them at first were like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. What's the prompt? What is it? What, well, what's her mom doing? Well, the thing was, yeah. when, when I told my mom about this, she was in a car with my dad and then my aunt and uncle. They so were she like, couldn't say no. You know, it, was, it was really funny because like, you know, my, my aunt was talking about how my cousin Ronnie, Ronnie, yeah. shout out. I know you're listening. Hey. Who lives in New Zealand? Oh. Like listens to every single one what? of my Two Horny Goats episodes, oh my God, he's right? Our one listener in exactly. New Zealand. And so my aunt was like standing Two Horny Goats, and there's Ay. no way my mom could say no to me. Like, and then you know, and I gave, we gave I gave her the prompt like a week early, yeah. right? And so there's plenty of time to yeah. do it. And then she was like starting to worry about like what issues you and I would have. Like, <laughs> right. she's like, well, what about the post production process? And I'm like. <laughs> It's it doesn't girl, take more you. than like a few hours, yeah. you know. And then she's like, "Oh, it's gonna be so stressful, and it's going to be, you know, when do you need the spy avoidance, pure yeah, exactly. avoidance, yeah, <laughs> like not wanting to confront the fact that she's afraid." <laughs> no, 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 no. But I think that's fine, Mom. I, I think I was really, really touched by. It. I'm really excited to share her words with you, yeah. and um, I'm excited to share my mom with the world. I you know? know, and your mom's like so sweet and so professional. And you were telling me like um, your mom was trained to be a journalist and yes. was a journalist, yes. and so um, we do have that audio both in mandarin and in english uh and so we're gonna play both like kind of together Mm -hmm. and just so you can hear the beauty in you know her expressing herself in her native language you know what about your mom uh, my mom okay like What's my mom up, was Michelle? like yeah my mom was like i'm not succumbing to peer pressure because i was like well roxy's mom's doing it so you're really not gonna do it you're gonna like leave me hang she's like i'm not succumbing to peer pressure um which she like mentions in her audio too but she was stressed out like she was like straight up first of all she was roasting me for a full half hour like straight up like um i don't know like oh what am i gonna say am i gonna really let people know how difficult you were am Priscilla i gonna really let her know the screenshots of these text messages <laughs> And I was just like, she's so savage. She's so <laughs> savage. And I was like trying to record the phone call with her to share with you goatees, but I couldn't get the mic on fast enough. And the, the, the savagery just continued and continued and continued. And by the time I like, I, I got the program open and, 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 you know, the mic's recording, uh, she had already eviscerated me. I no, was no, already seriously, below the like, ground. You, you don't know like a Taiwanese mom unless yeah. you've been roasted on a fucking fire yes, bed. Yes. Like, but that's the kind of love that they have though. They, they love us. I think. I think, I think, I think. I think, think, I think. Yeah. But before no, we go into that, Yes. We want to, to definitely bring it down a little because this whole week has been very hard for um, all of us as women. Yes. Um, so there is a discussion of the Supreme Court putting out a draft of Roe v. Wade being overturned in June. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, how did you feel when you first heard? Hmm. Um, uh, I think it's like. I just felt like I have no ownership over my body. Yeah. And like everything that I've been talking about recently, like I know I keep talking about in defense of witches, right? Which is like the war on women. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my God, the onslaught of the war on women continues. Yeah. And like, obviously like it happened like a week before mother's day, right. you know, which is like the celebration, the celebration of the sacred bodies of right. female bodies and honoring, we should be honoring women. We should be, you know, treating them with sacred care. Mm-hmm. And instead, it's like policing, and it's not just about like the individual's choice yeah. to abort the fetus or not, but pulling it back even wider, it's about limiting the resources available yeah. to BIPOC communities. Right. 
And um, because we know those who are wealthy yeah. have the ability to go get abortions whenever they want to. They could they could afford to travel. Yeah. Right. And it's like, oh, you have to travel to California to get an abortion now. But yeah. a lot of people can't do that. No, no, it's not available to them. Right. Either. They don't have the. I mean, often if, if you are in lower income areas and you don't have the sex education that we do. Right. Or, you know, you grow up like I talked about last week, really Christian, and you don't have the resources and you're not even taught the mechanics of sex. You know, you, 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 it's very easy if you're, if you're preaching abstinence, if you're only sharing abstinence, things are going to happen. We're all human beings. We're biologically wired to desire sex. And that's a beautiful thing. Um, but you know, if you become pregnant without kind of understanding why or how, I, often you're oftentimes you're in a community where the idea of abortion is very, very, very much so vetoed and very like demonized, you know? And so it, it's awful. It, it, like my, it's just awful. It's like uh, the shrouding women with guilt and shame, yeah. you know, for having the ability to choose. Yeah. And I just, um, I don't even really feel like I have the words to really describe it because I feel like even though it's happened a week ago, it's still a major shock to me. Yeah. As I'm sure it is to you. For sure. Um, so we definitely will be diving it into this topic a little bit deeper in another yeah. episode when I've settled my thoughts around it. But of course, we just want Mother's Day to be, you know, honoring Mother's yeah. Day, but to not deflect on this matter. Right. right? And I would say, you know, yes, I think we're going to run it in a future episode when, when we've had time to digest it and we really see what happens. Because right now, it, you know, a lot yeah. of things are up in the air. Right. But I would say, um, you know, there's a really good daily. I'm sure a lot of you are listeners of the daily podcast. Yes. But there's a really good daily um episode that just came out on friday and they're doing part two on monday oh, i have to listen to that yeah, yeah and it's um it's like you know it's the first episode is covering the viewpoints of pro-life activists so it was really difficult to hear because i mean they're literally celebrating right now this is like very good news for them um but it's good to know the full argument and then I also encourage everyone to do a little reading of the history because, for example, like the evangelical church used to be pro-choice um, and they believed that it was a Catholic issue. So um, they it was something like they didn't really touch and then it became kind of, it, it, it morphed over the years to say the least. And so it, it's just like there's so many things that they're politicizing right now that it's just good to know like the historical context of it. You know what I mean? So I would, I'd recommend listening to that and uh, we, we're going to talk about this more in the future. Um, and also we're going to put up a, link, a whole slew of resources in the show notes below. Yeah. So you could um, go and check out what Prisca is saying about the daily podcast and then also um, how, ways that you can help as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because money talks in this kind of political atmosphere which is fucked up but it is how it is you know so let's Abs support the right people absolutely absolutely all right transitioning it is a maniacal roller coaster ride emotionally so we're going to present michelle liang's uh oh my drop my drop my drop Michelle Liang in, in the house. And so, you know, we were going to maybe like chop this up and make it like sound more heartwarming. But I think we decided like <laughs> you guys deserve, you all out there deserve to hear our moms like for who they are. Yeah. And I feel like maybe you'll get to know us a little bit better through it. So without further ado, do, 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 do. <laughs> this is my mom. <laughs> Earlier this
This week, you asked me to share something about motherhood. Facing such a sudden request, I had to pause for a while before I could respond. While waiting for my reply impatiently, you added that, "Hey, Roxy's mom, who lives across the Pacific Ocean, had already provided her sharing upon her request." I had to get sidetracked and tell you that whether I decided to share or not has nothing to do with what Roxy's mom does. This is not a competition, although you know I am usually a very competitive person. If I decide not to share, it's not because you are not worthy of my sharing, or you are not as precious as Roxy, or vice versa. I hesitated because it's a very private thing, deep in my heart, that involves experiences and feelings accumulated for over thirty years. Now, having said that, the fact that you are hearing my voice tells you that I'm willing to share with you and your podcast friend. My guess is that most of them are your friends who have heard at least some horror stories about your mom. So now it is my turn to clear the air, and it's too late for you to withdraw your request. Ha <laughs> ha. Now, jokes aside, about your request, motherhood. To put things in perspective, when I gave birth to you, I was only 28, a few years younger than you are today. Your dad and I were deeply in love. And look forward to our first child. Like many successful, well-educated young people, we were on track on our career path. Your dad was a software engineer, and I'm an auditor by profession. At that time, we already bought our first house—a small two-bedroom, one-bath, fifty-year-old brick house in West Los Angeles—and we were ready to expand it into a three-bedroom, two-bath to receive your arrival around Christmas that year. While everything was moving according to plan, a huge surprise dropped on my lap. About one month before you were born, one evening, Dad came home and shared with me that he felt that the Lord was calling him to be a full-time minister. I was a bit surprised, for I did not see this coming. All along, I felt that it is more likely that I will be called to serve our King than your dad. So I asked Dad if he was sure of it, and he wasn't. He pretty much brushed it off and dismissed the thought. Therefore, we moved on with our plan. We borrowed money from the bank. We engaged a contractor to do the remodeling, and had one side of our little house torn down. About two weeks later, Dad and I went to a church retreat. On the last evening of the retreat, the speaker suddenly sent out an invitation. Asking those who feels the calling of the Lord to be a full-time minister to come forward. Next thing I saw was that Dad step out of his seat and walk down to the front to the speaker. Seeing what happened, my breathing almost stopped. My mind went blank, and I did not know how to process what was happening. And in the following week, several leaders of our church met with Dad. And eventually, they confirmed that his calling was indeed from the Lord. During those days, while Dad was rejoicing in God's sweet presence about his glorious new duty, I was like being sucked into a whirlwind, feeling my whole world was thrown off track. Looking at the half-torn house, the newly increased mortgage payment, feeling the active fetus, which is you, in my womb, I was often overwhelmed. By the waves of worries and unknowns ahead of us, 
and many times, powerlessly, I was moved to tears. Looking back, I realized our Father God was indeed humorous and wise. Being the God that has the whole world in His hand, He already had everything planned out for His servant and His family. God knew that I, of little faith, would not proceed with the house remodeling if I knew your dad would soon become a full-time minister who is supposed to make much less income. In that case, I would have ruined God's blessing for us. So God made sure that dad did not confirm his calling until we tore the house down. Our God Almighty had no trouble finance our remodeling that year. And the newly arrived little precious light, Priscilla. Actually, not just Priscilla, but two more, Rosanna and Vicky, in the next four years. Now, 34 years have since passed. God has been faithful and generous. They will not only never have lack, but actually have many things in abundance. Do you remember you once gave me a title, the Queen of Garage Sale? Or mom, your life is the biggest garage sale. Because every time when we needed something, I would just talk to the Lord about it. And God always guided me to the right place for the right bargain. From small things like garage sales, thrift store shopping, to the bigger thing like tuition discounts. We sent three kids to Christian school with the tuition of one. Isn't that amazing? And also many times unbelievable family vacation deals. A family of five go on vacation at such a great discount. And we bought our first house in St. Gabriel. That was a foreclosed house. So we got it from the bank at a deep discount. The list goes on. Through all these big and small provisions, God gradually took away my worries and built up my faith. I praise the Lord for that. Being a mom of three is truly a wonderful thing. My little girls were like my energizers. Working as a full-time auditor, I often had to commute for long hours on a daily basis. But no matter how exhausted I feel at the end of the day, I always look forward to picking up my girls from nursery or schools. Your smiles, warm and affectionate embraces were so satisfying and energized me. This is true. Even you guys wake me up in the middle of the night. One interesting thing is that after you were born, that for seven straight years, seriously, I had to get up every night for one or two or sometimes all three of you, whether it be bottle feeding, diaper changing, potty training. Priscilla, remember, you would wake me up in the middle of the night and tell me, Mom, I did it. I went to the bathroom on my own, but you still had to wake me up for it. Or... When you guys were sick, I have to measure your temperature and give you medicine. So every night I had to get up for some reason. And then it was like magic. Suddenly at the end of the seventh year, on Vicky's third birthday, all nightly activities suddenly stopped. I was finally able to sleep through the night. Now looking back, I'm often amazed at how I was able to juggle among the responsibilities of church being a pastor's wife and work being a full-time auditor and family with you girls during those years. I was saying, in addition to God's obvious and amazing support, you girls are the secret resource of my strength. 
or a secret source on my strength. Now, I'm not saying that I was not tired or raising you was easy, but the difference among three of you kids kind of created a perfect balance for my motherhood and brought me a lot of joy. For example, Prisca, you were quick in learning. At the age of two, you already knew all the alphabets, color, and shape. But you were a very clinging child that would not let me leave your side even for one brief moment. Man, you could really cry for hours and would not stop even to the point of vomiting. That's why quite a few nannies resigned because they were exhausted when taking care of you. Now, Rosanna always has an artistic eye for things. You both rely on her to pick up your outfit for school. But her common sense can sometimes be so out of norm and brought us so much laughter. Now, Vicky was like a godsend that only needed to remind her that the whole house was sleeping and please keep quiet. She would just stop crying even when she was still a newborn baby. But she did not know all her alphabets and colors until she turned five. Yet she graduated from high school with honor of being the valedictorian. So mothers out there, never lose hope. Don't judge your kids. When they were still little, God can do a lot of amazing things. So this is how I see it. Adding three of you together, the smart but challenging Priscilla, plus the arty but often clueless Rosanna, plus the effortless, the slow but surely learner Vicky, and divided by three, it's the equivalent of a wonderful girl. Smart, arty, easy, but challenging, clueless, and slow. We got a share of everything. So all is good. Perfect motherhood. Now, once you grew up, although your girls made somewhat unconventional career choices, Dad and I are always very proud of you. In this regard, we're not typical so-called Asian parents, but we do not decide for you what you should become because we believe that God has his own plan for each of you. He has given you gifts and passion to fulfill a purpose solely tied to you. Just like there are many flowers in the field, they can be of the same kind, but none of them are exactly the same. That's why we let all three of you pursue your own individual interests and did our best to pave the way to let your talents grow by providing you necessary training and opportunities. For example, Priscilla, your love for music and film editing, Rosanna's passion for art, and Vicky, for ministry, it was not easy to provide for all three kids with the limited income we had, but God always took care of what we needed. Remember how we found a free workshop for movie making in downtown library and also performing arts classes free of charge in Hollywood? And the best thing was that scholarship we get for the art classes that lasted several years for all three of you. Our ultimate goal is to build up your talents so that you can fulfill and enjoy God's plan for you, for your life, and for his kingdom. Money-making ability is important, but not a priority. To us, fulfillment of your calling according to God's design is the most important thing. Although we do want you to be able to financially support yourself while you're pursuing your dream and passion. And you all do. All and all. 
I am truly thankful for my girls. Through raising you, I grew in love, in faith, and in grace. Now my prayer for you is that as you move on in life's journey, you girls will continue to love one another, support one another, and help one another find your purpose and fulfillment in our loving God, your designer. It's like this Taiwanese American feeling of feeling loved and roasted at the same time. Yes. And like feeling all in feeling one complete but feeling like well she's never ever said such words to me yes. before like i've never heard michelle or um mrs liang uh i yeah say <laughs> all those words to you because i know that like she spent so much time yeah. working on that like there was so much intention yeah and in her words it was a full script I, I think what's interesting is that, you know, this is the most intimate and emotional I think I've ever heard my mom be. Yeah. This is the first time I think I've ever heard her really talk about what it was like to be a mom. Yeah. And I just appreciate that she spent so much time, like so much time putting it together. You know, I, I think she's such a good storyteller. She's really funny. Um, she's very, she's a very unique individual. <laughs> like the way she looks at the world. I don't know anybody else who, who sees things the way that she does. So I, I really do appreciate just kind of seeing a little bit into her mind. Yeah. That being said, it cracks me up how savage she can be sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, and it was funny. Cause like, uh, you know, I listened to it and I had my like kind of emotional moments with it, but then Roxy listened to it. And how, how did you feel when you first heard it? Um, okay. So the whole time I was listening to it, my butt was clenched. <laughs> The entire time. And I was just like, oh, my God, Priscilla, because, like, it's been such a beautiful, like, honor. And I'm saying this as as if it's ending, but it's not. You yeah, know, right. 20 Goats is forever. Yes. But, like, getting to hear you so intimately talk about your journey out of the church and, like, right. the mother-daughter relationship and your, your journey to finding yourself and who you are. And I have such the privilege of seeing you as you are and, like, right. getting to experience you and enjoy you yeah. as you are. And, like, sometimes when we talk about our moms, like, it's really funny. You yeah. know, it's like, you don't know whether it's, like, a like a joke or, a, or you're dramatizing a situation. Right. But then <laughs> hearing, hearing Ai's message, I was like, oh... This is what it is. And as a person who didn't practice Christianity growing up, right. or I wasn't entirely, I wasn't really religious at all. Right. And like hearing that, like how everything is based off of God. I, and I, I get it, Priscilla, I get now why yeah. you are doing the work that you're doing right. now, you know, and it's very complex and it's very um, laden with love. And it's, and I, I don't even have the words to describe it because I, I, I think goatees, you all understand if you have been listening to Priscilla, Priscilla's journeys and our conversations yeah. about being a PK and like, and then talking to Abe about it and understanding why you two have a strong connection. Right. Right. But I also know that your love for your mom is insurmountable. And in a way totally. I just have to say, you know, you had to parent like Rose and Vicky and like in, in your own nurturing way. As right. Well. Yeah. And I think most oldest siblings do that anyhow but I think in this very specific way you know 
I had to in- insert some nurture where my mom's just my mom's a you great woman. You are the woman. most nurturing person I know. Like <laughs> I, I, you yeah. are the most patient, loving, healing. You know, oh. like you're such a good listener. Anybody who knows Priscilla can contest to this, oh. right? Like she's more she's the more approachable one out of two horny goats. Oh my gosh, you know that's not true. I'm the bigger bitch. No, <laughs> <laughs> but like you, you know, like like Priscilla yeah. is just this glowing beam of light, and I feel like you're having your own spiritual journey in your own way. Yeah, yeah. Right, led by your own sort of moral. Code your own compass you know by the ones that you love and I think like that was literally what was going through my head the whole time because like I think we're always yearning to hear we fantasize about what our moms would say Mm -hmm. to us yeah about us and in a way us devising this yeah was our way of getting that that. (laughs) we're sneaky yeah but but did it feel different for you yeah, I think it's interesting because, um, you know, for me, my mom being overtly religious and constantly framing things um, from a God standpoint is so common for me. Um, Roxy asked me a question like, was there ever a day in your childhood where religion didn't play a part? And I was, I was like, no, absolutely not. There was not a day where religion didn't play a part. Like every day um, was, you know, was just wall to wall. Anything good that happened. If we go to a parking lot and we find a good parking space, it's thank you, Jesus, for giving me this parking space. If there's mandarin oranges on sale, it's like, oh, thank you, Jesus, for the sale. Like, um, and you'll notice like my mom's an auditor. So she talked a lot about discounts and money <laughs> and whatnot. Cause very she's important thing. Very important to her. I'm always turned on by a discount honey yes. you know and that's how god got to her you know <laughs> so i respect it um but it, it, it i think for me listening to it i was like oh she's actually sharing a lot that she usually doesn't like i had never really heard her struggle with um you know when my dad got called to be a pastor it honestly like she never really talked about her emotional state and to be honest I never asked about it it wasn't part of my childhood lore of that story you know your parents kind of end up being these mythic figures in your life because they are in control of the narrative that they tell you about themselves and it's very interesting but for her to even say that she struggled with it even though she couched it later and the fact that God like you know, blessed her and, and came around to things was big. I was like, Oh my gosh, mom's like sharing that she struggled. Like this never happened. So, right. You know, I found all these like nuggets, um, you know, of her being really honest and, and even I found it really cute that she found the three of us to be like her little energizers. You yeah. Know? That was really adorable. That was sweet. And how she just like roasted the fuck oh, out yeah. of you. All three out of, of us. All, but, but, but mostly you. Oh yeah. Mostly but that's me. because you're the oldest one. Yeah. You were the one that had to bear the brunt I was the out of pig. everything. But, but she says it in such a loving way. Right. Uh, you know, it's like, it's like yeah. honey, honey yeah, in yeah, a way. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? It, it's just like your spit, your head's kind of spinning because it's very uh, on the one one hand it's sweet and then it's very straightforward and then it's savage so yeah, it's like all yeah. the things together so um <sighs> but i'm really glad that we're doing this i'm glad we have these recordings of our of our dads and now our moms because it's you so know, special it's precious yes and obviously yes we would love our moms to just be like you know a hallmark mom and just like bake cookies and tell us how much they like love us and care about us but that's fiction and I think we're showing our moms for who they really are. And Absolutely. speaking of showing our moms for who they really are, <laughs> oh my gosh, y'all, you are going to just lose your minds over Roxy's mom's recording. What what can you tell the listeners before we play it? I don't know. I'm going to let her speak for herself. Okay. You know? So presenting Marishi. <laughs>
功课。让我说一下母亲角色对我的意义。As Roxy's mom, I like to share what does the role of mother mean to me. 今年很少有机会说英文，总觉得自己有限的英文能力，有时没办法将内心的想法完全表达出来。虽然已录了一小段英文稿，但还是补上一段中文说明。当我怀胎五个月时，因为丈夫工作被派遣海外，当时我和先生肚里的胎儿。When I was at five months' pregnancy, we were relocated to Rotterdam, the Netherlands, due to my husband's job assignment. 那一年，我经历许多人生的第一次，第一次远离家乡，到一个完全陌生的国度生活，第一次到欧洲，第一次当母亲。第一次在欧洲工作，第一次开车，第一次买房子。当时我并不知道，我们一家人开始了二十年欧美的移民生活。At that time, I didn't realize that it was the beginning of our twenty years journey in Europe and in the States. 现在回头想想，虽然每个阶段我都面临不同的挑战，但同时。我也比许多人幸运，因为我的经历让我视野开阔，有机会体验生命的多重面貌，看见人生许多美好的风景。Sometimes when I look back what I have gone through living in overseas in those twenty years, yes, I have encountered challenges in different stages, but it also widened my vision. To experience and enjoy many wonderful things and fantastic memories that God doesn't grant to every individual. 一直以来，我极为感恩。我和女儿的关系是非常亲密的。我们的关系如中文所谓的“亦师亦友”，也就是说，我们像最好的朋友，很能聊，而且无所不谈，毫无禁忌。I always treasure my relationship with Roxy over the years, as we have been very close to each other. When she becomes a mature adult, our relationship has further developed and become not only as a close friend, but also a great tutor to each other. Many people say we two are just like the best lifetime friends. Yes, indeed, we are. We can talk about any topics and share our viewpoints, even on some topics that could be tabooed in many families. 而另一方面，因为 Roxy 极爱阅读，这一点和我很像。她博览群书，而且有求知的精神。而我总是打开心胸，倾听她的想法。Both Roxy and I enjoy reading a lot. That helps me to listen her opinions with open mind. 我从女儿身上学到很多新时代的观念，不同的价值观，让我受益良多，也让我学习和持续成长
I also learned a lot from Roxy in our conversations or even debates, as it helps me to better understand what she believes in her generation. And that is vital to nourish the way we communicate when we are so far apart. 女儿选择了一条华人认为辛苦的电影行业。她对电影的热情、执着、努力，我认为她非常勇敢。我佩服她，也常常鼓励她，并祝福她能达成理想和目标。Roxy is very passionate in film industry, which most of Chinese parents would deem is a tough career to pursue. However, I really admire her passion, dedication, braveness, and persistency in pursuing her career. And as a mom, I'm not only proud of her, but also like to wish her a great success in her future endeavor. Mother, this character allowed me to develop more skills and strengthen my resilience. 而且学着更有智慧看待生命的意义和价值。As a mother, it allows me to develop my potentials and strengths that far beyond my imaginations. It also inspires my wisdom to appreciate what life has meant to me. 我常想，此事能成为至亲，一家人，一定是彼此之间有非常特别的缘分。我极为珍惜我和先生、女儿的缘分，也期望这好缘分让一家人享受天伦之乐，让亲情之爱成为彼此内心最坚强的支持和力量。As a Buddhist, I always believe there must be connections in our past lives, so we can be a family in this life. Therefore, I really treasure. The relationships that I have with my husband and Roxy, and will make every possible effort to take this rare relationship to the next level in our life. 我想，这是人生一种最美好的幸福。在此，衷心祝福所有的母亲，母亲节快乐！谢谢。Life is about moving on, accepting changes. And looking forward to what makes you stronger and more complete. At last, but not at least, my best wishes to all mothers. Happy Mother's Day! Thank you. So,、um, you know, she, she made it really seem like she didn't want to do it,、yeah. like same as your mom. Yeah. And、um, within like two days, like she,、um, she sent me, you know, a thing on WhatsApp, right? And then <sighs> she's like, "Is this okay?" Right? And then I, I was at seven o'clock in the morning. I,、um, she was sending a very late over in Taiwan, and then I listened to it, and I could not stop crying,、oh、Priscilla.、God. Like I just. Was weeping nonstop, and I like Facetimed her, and like her and my dad were on, you know, Facetime, and then they, it was adorable because my dad is such a fan of Two Horny Goats. Like 
our, our relationship has significantly changed over this podcast because wow. you know they're able to listen to me well at least my dad does and so he was the one who translated her message because she feels very uncomfortable you know expressing herself in english right. because they've been over in taiwan for over a decade now right yeah. and so she doesn't speak english so my dad took it upon himself to like write it like it's like a michelle obama oh my speech, god you know totally I mean? yes and like she she was so perfect saying she has such a good radio voice and i'm like listening to my mom like you know like say all of this and she's like, why are you crying? Like, why do you cry so much? You're so emotional. And my dad was really proud behind oh, it. He's like, I translated it. And I recorded it. Like, how did it sound? Like, he's, he's basically Abe. He's yeah, like yeah, engineering yeah. the sound. And then, like, um, so he's cute. trying to email it to me. Oh he's like, God. Roxy, I need to make sure that you get this email. How many megabytes? Blah, blah, blah. You know? And it's, like, adorable because it just feels like we're in this, like, family team to like to be a part of two horny goats like beyond just you and me you know like it's sort of an extension of two horny goats is like is like and and then like because my dad has been listening to two horny goats i feel like the way that he translated it is very on brand yes with like yeah how we talk he got the marketing he copy did. right yeah he like totally. i'm sure he, he got the brand even, book he was <laughs> i'm sure he wasn't even conscious but no. like he it just sounded like yeah a two horny goats episode yeah. right i and, mean no 100 percent. he he nailed it he nailed it and then um i i just i t- encouraged my mom to record it also in mandarin as well because you know she just she makes assumptions that like all of our listeners are English speakers, which yeah. isn't true. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of Mandarin speakers out there as well. Lots of Taiwanese listeners. What's up? You What's know, up? like we hear you guys, we see you guys. And so I just, and also for her to be able to accurately represent herself in the yeah. way that she wants to. So there's such great beauty in the way that she speaks. And I just, for those of you who want to hear your mother say things to you that they just won't. Yeah. I hope that my mom's message could be the message that yeah. you, that your moms will say to you. So yeah. it's like what every, whatever we don't get to fill that hole. Like I hope that that could supplement it to our listeners as well. If you're feeling that lack because you all deserve that, you know, right. I think what's amazing is, you know, again, like we've heard your stories just for so many, for years now, we've heard your stories with your mom. Um, and just kind of really hearing how you were your mom's biggest emotional friendship support. Yeah. Um, you're an only child. Yeah. Uh, she was in countries where she didn't really speak the language, didn't know too many people. It's not yeah. like she didn't have friends, but you were there at all times and, and you really were kind of a little mini adult yeah. for her. Yeah. And you probably took on a lot more information, both like socially, informationally, mentally, Mm -hmm. emotionally, um, from your mom than most kids probably do, you know, and she relies on you so much and she appreciates you more and more. I think the older that you're getting, that she's getting, she appreciates it so much because it is really special. And you can tell that all her friends spill a lot of tea about a lot of their kids, you know? And she's like sitting there like, not my daughter. <laughs> Nuh-uh. My daughter don't keep things from me. My, my daughter calls me all the time. My daughter, I can, I can rely on, I can confide in. And like, honestly, like it takes two to tango, you know, yeah, it really if does. she wanted that intimacy and you didn't, you could easily not have it. And then also you're teaching her how to be more emotionally adept. And the fact that she's open to it 
that's like two sides of a coin that make it so beautiful and so valuable. Thank you, Priscilla. Yeah. Oh my god, that was so beautiful. Oh, so beautiful. The way that you're talking about all this now is making me so constipated because <laughs> I feel like there's all this emotion. Like, yeah, you know, it's like this is what happens when you're in your mid thirties. Yeah. It's just like uh, IBS. Yeah. <laughs> just like I don't know, just like constantly yeah. feeling things in your gut. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. No. Um, definitely. But it really is so special. You know, um, we both love our moms so much, and like we hope that you all celebrated Mother's Day however you felt it needed to be celebrated and we love each and every single one of you we do so then we'll be back to our regular programming next week next week i i i i I, in our first like drunk ish episode oh shit like we did a drunk mulan kind of roasting but this one we're just kind of drunk so uh, (laughs) yeah we'll see how it goes so just make sure that you have a drink yes before you start exactly and then keep drinking with us keep drinking episode so that we sound coherent okay and now stop listening to the pod and if you have a mother figure in your life, go call them because fucking call your mom. You know what I mean? Because life, life is so fucking short. Yeah. And if you have any stories, you can always email me and Prisca at hello at twohornygoats.com. On that note, have a horny week. Our lovely goatees. And remember, stay horny. horny.